What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, we just watched uh, WWE Payback 2020, and uh, boy, oh boy, do uh, I feel like we have a little bit of payback we gotta get off our chest about payback. But nonetheless, we're gonna talk about it full, everything that happened on the show, including the pre-show that I unfortunately watched. Uh, Who are you again? I'm Corey Smith. I am joined by my co-host today, joining me. From the B show, uh, making his main roster return just for the night. He's just, it's just a one night deal. It's not they like made he's... me wear a shirt. Yeah. I, I, I usually do these B shows shirtless, but they just have no faith in my body. And also, we just took the first part of your theme song and added it on to a new theme song, and it made complete sense. So, but you're Michael Vergara. Yeah, I am. It says so in the name tag. It right absolutely there. does. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, how are you today, sir? You good? I just felt like I watched a main roster WWE pay-per-view. So I think that about sums up how you felt about WWE payback, right? It wasn't that great. Oh, yeah, totally. Eh, no. you know, at least it was shorter than usual. It was about two and a half hours. Uh, yeah, I, I like, think... they've really, they've really, like, they know how, like, how much of, you know, because this being in the Thunderdome, they make sure that they take that into account now. They're a little bit self-aware of like, nobody wants to watch like three plus hours of this setting. So we, let's yeah. just tighten these up a bit, you know, keep it easier on ourselves and the people working on it. So they got that going. They got that thing going for them. Yeah, no, definitely. It was uh, the only thing about the show. I mean, I think there was, there were some highs and then there were some really, really lows. There were creamy middles and the uh, dizzying lows. I mean, I don't know if it, there were any creamy middles. Were there? I mean, I mean that uh that that, uh, that 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 tag team was actually above average in my opinion. Oh, I mean there was some good. Like I said, there was some good stuff on the show. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk about all of it though. But before we get into all that, I'm going to ask you at home to uh, like this video and if you want to keep following us at City Wrestling Radio, click the subscribe button down below wherever it is. I think I have the. I can see the overlay now, so I can point to it. It is right over there. Oh, okay. There, right. yeah. Yeah, you got it. At CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date with us and everything we post, including cool things we post on Instagram. Like, you know, cool little, like, fun facts. Like, you're just like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. And you're like, well, now you do, thanks to us here at City Wrestling Radio. And you can tell all your friends. Even if you didn't ask for it. We'll yeah. Just, we'll just be in that room and be all like, well, actually, you guys. And you'll be like, actually, did you know today was the day that Owen Hart debuted? And, you know, I'm you just know, saying. Actually. He, he wasn't the blue. He wasn't the blue blazer. He was the blue angel first. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Was he really the blue angel? He was. Oh, I've never heard of that before. He was. He debuted as the blue angel, and the name was uh, changed a couple months, I believe, after to the blue blazer, and then he just quickly became Owen Hart after he was let go, and then he came back afterwards in like 1992. Well, that explains everything. I I don't know why I know so much about Owen Hart all of a sudden, but yeah, there's no reason not to. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at CWR415. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Let's just talk about the entire show. Uh, starting from uh, the first match of the night, which I didn't really take any notes on, uh, but I have something to say about it because it was really weird. It was, uh, I guess, the Riot Squad or Live Riot or Live to Riot or Riot to Live or whatever the hell they're calling themselves now. The team of Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot versus the Iconics. Uh, yeah, to make sure the cameras were on and everyone's levels, uh, audio levels were good. That, you right? know, it's the pre-show. That's what, or that's what these pre-shows are kind of are, yeah, in they're, my opinion. They're kind of like us before we start recording. Really? Yeah, you good? All right, we good? All right. Yeah, we see. are recording right now. 
All right, let's. Uh, I hate you. I hate you too. All right, bye. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it uh, it, it was just one of those matches where it just it wasn't good. The only thing about it, it just really was weird, is that Ruby and Liv come down wearing matching attire, and they Ruby decided to have this match. She decided to have this comeback with Liv, but yet there's times where she's like messing with Liv, like, "Oh, you want me to tag you? I'm not gonna tag you because I'm Ruby Riot." And I'm just like, why did you go through all of that trouble to book yourself in a tag match with Liv Morgan if you weren't going to tag her in? It made zero sense to me. You know, uh, you're just you're you're, pre- you're preaching to the choir, Corey. You know, it's just uh, it's just a lot a lot of hard work, and it was just not enough messages were just being conveyed in this in a certain situation. I'm uh, yeah, yeah. I, I am just I am just livid by this. By the Liv Morgan and Ruby Wright saga. You yeah. look at me. Look at me in my face. Uh-huh. Look at the enthusiasm and passion. You look I have really for this. excited about it. Uh, after the match, they, they go to the commentary table and they're like, We live to write. We write to live. I guess we're back. And they don't want to call themselves the Riot Squad because, you know, Sarah Logan's not involved anymore. They don't want to bring her up because she doesn't get it. It's what every friendship needs, honestly. Yeah. Just to kick out the third person, right? course uh that's horrible i don't like that idea i like a good three person power trip I, you know three person commentary table it's always the best in my opinion mm. i mean three you per- think three people are the no, best? no i think i think, a, I think a three person podcast is the best oh yeah fuck this podcast <laughs> but no well that's true I, I i am kind of bearing our own show at that point anyways let's continue to the main show wwe payback uh bobby lashley versus apollo cruz I actually thought this was a great opener to the show. I'll be honest; these guys I, work their I mean, asses off. I, to, oh, okay, might as well just lift the veil a little bit. I did not check in until uh, the Big E versus Sheamus match, yeah. so pretty much I just didn't watch this match. Uh, both men grapple to begin the match. Lashley slams Apollo down. Uh, they go back and forth, leading to Apollo giving Lashley a moonsault off the apron to the outside of the ring. Lashley then puts Apollo on his shoulders, slamming Apollo headfirst into the ring post, uh, eventually hitting the Dominator on Apollo in the ring, followed by a kickout. Uh, standing moonsault to Lashley, kickout after one. Two Germans and a frog splash to Lashley, followed by another kickout. They go back and forth, eventually Lashley hitting the full Nelson, or what he calls the full Lashley. Uh, Volume adjustment incoming. For the, uh, the, um, the submission victory. So... I, I really love that. I, th- I thought it was a really good match. Um, I give it a 7 out of 10 because I'm rating these matches. I always do. Well, rate, oh, well, how do you rate Apollo Cruz's title reign? Oh, uh, in the great the scheme. Uh, the great scheme of, uh, well, he did fight for it. He had a good, some good defenses. Oh, he, he fought from what, according uh, I, to your I would say 68, 68 out of 100. You know, out of the top 100, 68. In a percentage, in a percentage wise, it's a, you give it a 68? All right. No, number 68 out of the top 100 United States champions. Are there 100, 100 United States champions? I mean, I'm sure. There can't be. Without history, and like if you include other WCW, w, I'm sure there's 100. Like even, even, even including WCW, I don't think there's 100. United States champion, the illustrious United. You know, uh, let us know in the if you if you at home are smarter than us, let us know in the comments below. Uh, but like I said, yeah, that's what we need. Uh, this is a really good opener. It was time for Apollo. I thought it was time for him to lose the title to someone in the hurt business. 
Um, I only wish the build to the match was a little bit longer with him and Lashley. I know him and the Hurt Business have been going back and forth. but 97 different champions, by the way. We're close. All together? So is that just three, WWE? We, or is that all? Yep. Really? Damn. Overall. Oh, overall. All right. Well, that sucks. I was three away. We're almost there. He's yeah, number, we're almost there. He's number than like 70 of the top 97. There you go. That's the spirit. After the match, the Hurt Business, they take a bunch of pictures. And uh, for some reason, there's this weird picture filter on the screen. Like MVP gets the cameraman, brings him to the center of the ring so they can all take pictures with the title. And then all of a sudden, it's you see pictures with a black background of them like live in the ring, just standing still. And it was uh, it's quite a quite a sight. Uh, but their last pose. Happy days are here again uh, their for last, the Hurt Business. <laughs> their last pose was a tribute to uh, Chadwick Boseman the actor who died, passed away recently, uh, the, the actor yeah. who portrayed uh, many actors, and a lot of you might know as a Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Chala himself, Dang. yes. Uh, our our deepest condolences. Yeah, man, it was all of a sudden, it really Significant it bummer. Uh, but so then, when that happened, when I then, found out uh, about that, yeah. no, when I, when I found out about that, um, I was at a birthday party in Golden Gate Park. People were on masks. People were following the rules. Uh that like that was her favorite actor and that was her favorite marvel uh, character yeah and so i told to my friend and uh, two of my friends like hey listen make sure that she doesn't find out about this and then i want to say like less than 30 minutes there was one of the one of the dudes he just like said oh hold up wait a minute and then one of my friends like oh he's gonna say it he's gonna say it he totally said it and she was she was uh significantly bummed out to say the least (laughs) And I was like, oh, damn it. Cat's out of the bag now. Yeah. yeah but nonetheless, rest in peace. Chadwick rest Boseman. in peace, uh, Chadwick Boseman, and having condolences to his friends and family and fans. You are at peace now. Uh, Yeah, but then Apollo just attacks the Hurt Business after they do the Wakanda Forever pose. And I'm just like, okay. Oh, yeah, great. Okay, uh, that, that's what that's what we need in our baby face, right? To... That totally baby face is Apollo Crews, just being a fucking sore loser. Although, uh, I, although... Our co-host who could not be here today, Jose Oseguera, he did uh, point out that uh, Apollo did do the Wakanda Forever pose while he was on the top turnbuckle at a certain point. I didn't see that part, but apparently it happened. So, I mean, hey. Who am I to doubt, Jose? Everybody should be paying tribute. Well, I'm not saying you have to, but if you like the guy, go ahead. It's on right now, actually. I think on ABC commercial free, right? Uh Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, Kayla backstage outside Roman Reigns' locker room. She wants to know if he'll sign the illustrious contract that was given to him for the match tonight, the triple threat match. Um, you know, because he didn't sign it at the end of SmackDown. He wanted things changed. And now, because he's aligned with Paul Heyman. Right? What do you think of this Roman Reigns-Paul Heyman thing? Honestly, um, if you want, yeah, if you want to give me an opinion on that alignment just now, um, I think that... The mere fact that uh, the mere fact that it's Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns immediately kind of cuts the wings off anything interesting of a Roman Reigns heel run. Yeah, because with because we're just gonna get the same old. I feel like we're gonna get the same old song and dance with Heyman attached to Roman Reigns instead of yeah. Roman Reigns kind of carving out his own identity with this character change. I think it's. And I don't think it's up to the benefit of Roman Reigns. Granted, we haven't seen it yet, but we could, the writing's kind of on the wall because they're asking Paul Heyman to, you know, be 
have have Roman Reigns be a Paul Heyman guy, and it's just you're just gonna get that, you know, like I said, same old song and dance, and it just and now AJ Styles know, is we'll gonna have to go to Raw. I don't want to work with Paul Heyman. I don't want to be on. That's SmackDown. the interesting part. Yeah, I don't want to well, be on like, SmackDown anymore. It has to be like some sort of rib on AJ style on AJ Styles. This part. I just got here like a year. Every ago. time you mention AJ Styles, you have to talk like your, your that Georgia accent. Yeah. I know you gotta dress like his brother who dresses like him. I have no doubt in my mind AJ Styles will at least kind of watch our podcast. Profe- no, be oh. a professional about it. I would I would just imagine oh, like, yeah, hey, yeah. this happened. It's all water under the bridge. Paul Heyman, he's in the same building. Don't mean I don't have to work with him. I hate you, Paul. There. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's but, interesting. But Heyman doing Heyman things uh, when Kayla asks, um, he just, I, I didn't even write down what he said. He just said a bunch of Heyman. Like, what do you think? I'm. You know, is he going to sign the contract? I will make a prediction. Spoiler. Just the same old, like you said, same old stuff from Heyman. So uh, it's the same tone. And yeah. Uh, Keith Lee backstage with JBL to uh, try to offer him to make a buy-in for an investment opportunity for a $1 million buy-in. It's you should of... ask Shawn Michaels for that advice. See what happened to there. Uh, did Shawn Michaels Hint, hint. Shawn Michaels had to be JBL's slave. Wait, what? Yeah, it's true. Do you never heard it? Like, so, like, it was, this was during the fucking recession, and the, we they tried to convince... And so, like, JB, like, Shawn Michaels apparently borrowed money from JBL because Shawn Michaels made some questionable investments in the. Oh, was this storyline? This was a storyline. Okay. And so, this was, and so there was that storyline where JBL just had to be, just made Shawn Michaels be a slave because he was in, in debt to him because it was huh. 2009 and everybody was apparently broke. Yeah. And we were supposed to convince ourselves that, that Shawn we Michaels' were. salary does not, did not pay the bills. No. Uh, he, had, so, he had a lavish yeah. lifestyle. Wow. Never, don't remember that. Oh, anticipate that storyline for Keith Lee. Uh, well. Him, yeah. yeah. Him and, being JBL's, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, JBL tells Lee if, uh, if he wins tonight, he'll be on his way to making that million dollars. But if he loses, that's nah, all right. It's Randy Orton. <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, yeah, wow. Well, that's well, just booking. That's just right good on, booking. Right, right on, there. JBL. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, whatever. And then we go... To the, to the 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 most important point of the evening where Michael shows up to the show. Big E versus Sheamus. Uh, first, Michael comes into the room. He sits down. He takes in a big whiff of the air. Open my new tab in my Chrome browser. Yeah. And say, oh, Sheamus and Big E. Well, look at that. I'm testing out the contrast in my monitor. Uh, why is Sheamus not in his Dropkick Murphys gimmick more often, and why do they have like some stuff like with him in it and some stuff with him? I don't not? understand what what Dropkick Murphys like. Just the, like, do you want him to just up the Irish a little bit? Uh, yes, I do. Also, uh, well, there's points where he's wearing like a what they call a white beard, the white tank top, the hat that's kind of like. So you want him to come out looking like Andrade? Andrade Cien Almas's NXT debut. No, no, not at all. He's he, the overall he has, in the hat. He has his hands taped like he's a bare knuckle brawler. He has like that. He had that cool jacket that Dean Ambrose had when Dean Ambrose was heel. Because I, because I, I only, I only, because cool I was already like halfway through the match when I checked in. So, anyways, uh, well, I, I mean, do this. you remember Sheamus when he was battling Jeff Hardy in the bar? The yeah, other? I do. Yeah, yeah, that, I know. I know what you're. I, okay, now I know. Now I remember. Okay. Uh, so the two are going back and forth. Sheamus dodging uh, the apron splash by Biggie. Sheamus uh, wearing down Biggie, working on his legs with a series of submissions. 
Eventually, Big E building a comeback with two belly-to-belly splashes or uh, slams to Sheamus, followed by a Uranagi slam. Modified sharpshooter to Big E, which looked pretty... Looked good. I, I liked the modification of it. Uh, e fights out, knocks Sheamus to the outside. Big dive to Sheamus. Sheamus goes for a bro kick. Is caught by Big E uh, for the powerbomb, slamming him down to the mat. Then we eventually get the big ending, the pin, and the win. Oh, you forgot one spot where Sheamus just fucking drills Big E with a V-trigger. Oh, really? Just the, the highest quality of thigh slaps to, to Big E that you could possibly imagine. Oh, well, you know. That probably popped Randy Orton in the back. Uh, I give this match a 6.5 out of This 10. match was pretty good from what I saw, it pre- actually. It was pretty good, yeah. Uh, the beginning of the match was a little slow, uh, but the ending I thought was really good. And they worked I, very hard. And I can't wait till Biggie is the main event face uh, going against a top heel champion. I think that's going to be great. And I, I can see him stroking up there. my beard, stroking my beard uh, and thinking. And then uh, Biggie, uh, he does Biggie things and goes the outside. Oh, he just goes up to he just goes up to Corey Graves and is like, hey, tell you people I'm talking to you. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, he's basically yelling him, and but it's funny because at a certain point you can see Biggie still yelling, but he is just like this close to smiling and laughing. Oh yeah, no, he almost corpsed um, big time. But it was it was great. I loved it. And then we get the introduction um, to I think your moment of the evening: the backstage interview with Matthew Riddell, uh, Alice Ashton, uh, A- which is, is it Ashton her first day. or Ashlyn? Ashton. Okay, it was spelled like Ashton Kutcher in the okay. Chiron. Okay. Uh, well, apparently she's another robot they created in the WWE Performance Center because uh, they talk. We'll see. This is her first day. They do. It's WWE. Not a great, imp- not a great first impression. I know. She's no. And if. Again, you're automatically just going to get Dasha. compared to Renee Young. No, or Dasha. Dasha. I mean, Dasha's. A good what example. What do you mean by Dasha? How she's great in AEW, but oh, in okay. WWE, yeah. she was a complete robot, and that's the WWE style. They want you to talk like that when you're building up. A match like, ladies tonight. and gentlemen, my guest at this time, Baron Corbin. Even my boss told me not to do that when I did it for a radio thing. She's like, stop with the weird. <laughs> ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, my guest at this time. Did you, what, did you say that? No, I did not say ladies Wait, and gentlemen, me. my guest at this time, Baron Corbin. Okay. No. Well, if, if WWE wanted like me to do an air check, I would do that for him. Uh, anyways, um, so she basically asks him about how he feels going into his match night against Baron Corbin. And then all of a sudden... I feel like Riddle was putting on the robot vibe too a little bit. Well, more just more or less just uh, like, make sure you get I the talking know. points, get when the talking points across that you are assigned. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess it's like he was asked bullet points. He was asked to like deliver these bullet points, but he just straight up read the bullet points out loud. He's just like, "What it was is that Baron Corbin is not." good and he sucks and they also called him and also ashton calls him the bodacious barefoot bro because they you gotta hammer that home the fact that he has no shoes oh he's a wacky one isn't he he's bodacious you know (laughs) look at that feet bro uh, oh, and then also they call it his alleged sexual assault. So what they pretty much like Ashton brings up funny. the tweet to from King Corbin that he uh, that he tweeted this af- this uh, this afternoon stating he'll prove he's a failure in the ring just like he's a failure at home. And you could see like, I mean, he had Riddle had to have been like, you know, told about it ahead had, of time. Had, no, he had to have signed off on this. Yeah. But then part of me just feels like. That that the, the 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 reaction that he had, where he just had let out like he was just smiling, and then I was like, 
yeah and just walks yeah. away like that's you know if Legit. you were to tell me that was if Meltzer himself told me that was actually a shoot i i could definitely see it because there was just a bit of uncomfortable it, it's super uncomfortable like this this entire fucking working a, an alleged an alleged rape and abuse and infidelity into this storyline uh using one of the speak out stories using one of the speaking out stories just casts an unnecessary shadow into this match like you're expected to have like am i supposed to feel sorry for riddle after telling me that he's a failure at home or just the fact that you're going and into this like what exactly are you trying to tell me his wife his wife it's not like she was mad at him he didn't ruin anything at home his wife was like didn't happen sorry his wife was uh, i mean his wife uh lisa riddle is especially is especially at the forefront of like lisa riddell that that is like she is especially at the forefront of just making sure that riddle maintains his career out of this which you know like she has her opinion on this but then you know who else kind of has their opinion her opinion on it is also is candy cartwright the person who the who is pretty much the victim out of this entire situation yeah. as well yeah and uh they're essentially you know uh i'm i'm sure this is not going to get brought up again on next friday i'm almost oh, positive I, i'm almost I mean, positive they brought it up they brought it up today might as well bring it up again because wwe does friday. that they bring up stupid stuff like that and then they just drop it and, and... <sighs> we'll see how it is i mean like you you really don't know because oh, the man. amount of negative you would think like with the amount of negativity oh we'll just go with it we'll just go with it Bruce Pritchard oh my God I am I, my heart's palpitating just at the sheer thought of this well uh no it's not a good I'm I'm bad with my fucking impersonations lately anyways yeah it's bad uh Bruce Pritchard um if he is the one at the heart of this story then it's just it's it's bad man like again Katie how Cartwright. am I supposed to feel about Matt Riddle then and, and even if i don't know maybe they're trying to get baron just, corbin that over. would that, that would just flock me to flock me to research whatever he has going on and for me to think like oh that's what's happening with matt riddle oh like am i supposed to garner sympathy from what i'm reading about that shit like now you're just you're just shedding a light into that as well and it's just well it's so you know it's, it's it's all right because wwe can do stuff and say stuff like that because wwe fans usually they don't go on twitter they don't like look into like people's personal lives uh um, you know part of me just genuinely believes part of me just genuinely believes that riddle is like actually in the right in this entire situation uh, uh i mean i mean other i mean they remember they knew they knew before everybody else did and they can they're continuing to push him and the fact that they're actually using it in the storyline it's he's in the wrong if if with i don't know with the with the allegations it's hard to say anything about it um, the push of him, is it his fault? No, because WWE is still pushing him, whether whatever alle- allegations are put in place. But you can look at that with like Austin Theory, and now he's back on TV, um, you know, after allegations against him. So, you know, at Velveteen Dream, there was allegations Again, against him. Again, it just kind of, it just goes to show... It, 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 plants, it plants the flag of where WWE is deciding to put it in. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree. Uh, well, they want to be edgy. They want to. They want to. They want to blur the line between reality and. They want to know if you don't know if it's a shoot, or if it's a work. You don't know, Michael. Do you? Do you know? Because I honestly don't. Anyways, let's continue to the match. At least Matt Riddle versus King Baron Corbin back with his illustrious sedan with the giant box underneath. 
Uh, Riddle hits a clothesline. Uh, oh, Riddle hit by a clothesline as soon as he gets into the ring um, by uh, Baron Corbin. Cor- Corbin then stomping away on Riddell. Riddle then would get some brief moments of holds, locking Corbin into a sleeper onto the mat. Corbin has control for most of the match. Eventually, knocked out of the ring, though, by a kick to the head. Uh, Riddle then battles back with a running knee to Corbin, deep six, uh, followed by a kick out. Uh, bro to sleep, followed by a floating bro uh, to Baron Corbin and the pin and the win. And um, I did not like this match. It was oh, not good dude, at all. Matt Riddle, oh, he's off the greener pastures. You know, despite him being a shitty husband, he at least he beat up the guy who called him a shitty husband. Well, that was oh, funny. Well, that was uh, after the match. Give me my, give me my ticket. Here you go. Yeah, the match sucked, I, I and the match to be sucked. Part of the Thunderdome. The match sucked. I, I, I don't know. It was know a Baron Corbin match. I was not. I, I did not give a single fuck whether or not it was going to be a good match or not. Even that is the. It is still this. This is still the the framework that they're still working with. Like regardless of how good that match is, like I'm still thinking about that. Of, yeah. Like that fucking interview beforehand. So, like they from the get go, the entire foundation of this entire program is just broken uh with the um with the work in of the i don't know if that's what wwe is trying to fucking call it or if they think we're just that stupid that we don't know and they're trying to call it something else but the alleged sexual assault storyline plus a slow corbin match um it's it was just all a cringeworthy affair i give this match a three out of ten i had to adjust my score after thing because i was gonna say four but then i was like no it doesn't feel right man doesn't feel right after talking about it. Three out of ten, in my opinion, uh, because it was a shitty match. After the match, though, uh, Riddle walking away backstage, and uh, he's happy because he's just like, Dub Baron Corbin, off to greener pastures, bruh. And then uh, was Alyssa, what's her name? What was the new interviewer's name, Michael? Alyssa Ashton. Alyssa Ashton. Uh, she asks him what his plans were now, and then he's attacked from behind. By Baron Corbin. I'm going to have another pay-per-view match against Baron Corbin, who have no doubt in my mind is going to bring this shit up again. Like, even if you disconnect that entire, like, speaking out thing. Yeah, yeah. It's Matt, framing Matt Riddle as the babyface and the heel bringing up the fact that he cheated on his wife. Yeah. This is just, I don't know. Oh, God, why would they fucking do this? Why? WWE, dude. That's why. Is it just because they just want to just generate outrage? I, like, I genuinely believe that's... That is one of their main drivers. Like they just want people to be mad and like, oh, but you'll still watch anyway. Well, well the more people go. are mad, the more people are tweeting, the more they have hashtag payback. Without ever actually putting effort into being good, so they'd rather yeah. just have this. It's easier shock value. It's, it's shock value. It's easier to uh, generate outrage than to actually, you know, put out a good product. And it is. You know, it is. You know, you know. Santa's not real, kids. Are. There, see, Santa's not real. Uh. I just I just went off the deep end. I got all controversial here, trying to generate some ratings. Again, re- like I can't believe I'm saying this, regardless of the rape allegations. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, man, next match of the night: uh, the Golden Role Models versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, what did you think of this match overall? Uh, Baszler looked real good. Yeah, she I would... was the star of that match. I was gonna say Baszler and. Nia Jax had brief moments of looking good in this match, too. Nope. You don't think so? Nope. I think she's useless. Okay. Well, Baszler uh, tags herself in to start the match. Baszler and Banks start officially start the match. Baszler has control early on, bo- taking out both Bailey and Sasha. You know, the best friends, as 
uh, Michael Cole keeps calling them. I, I guess they are best friends of WWE, the best friends of the WWE, but they're not. The oh, best might have doubt that. I mean, well, we, I think we should get you can't copyright best friends. Intergender tag match: best friends versus best friends versus the former didn't win best friends, um, Kenny Omega and uh, Naka Nakazawa. Michael Nakazawa. Yeah. Naka, Keep going. Naka. I gotta close my window. All right. Uh, eventually, we uh, Sha- or Sasha hits the two amigos to Shayna Baszler, uh, leading to a spot where Banks tags in uh, Bailey for a double team move, and then Getting all cold. All yeah. all that Bailey and Sasha have to do is pick up Shayna Baszler and slam her down, and they just drop her like drop her in the most awkward way possible, like right on her head. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Oh. Well, like I said. Uh, Jack swings Sasha into the barricade uh, after Banks was caught with a Hurricane Rana attempt. Jax hits the leg drop, uh, but Bailey locks in a knee bar. Uh, knees all around, courtesy of Shayna Baszler. Uh, Andrew Justice just subscribed to City Wrestling Radio. Thank you, Andrew Justice. How do you get that? Lo- how do you get that? Because I am okay. the administrator <laughs> administrator of the account. Gut wrench slam to Banks by Baszler. Uh, Naya hits a double splash in the corner. Sasha, oh my god. This, I, spot of the night right here, though. Sasha hits a face buster to Naya Jax. Wait a minute, this is gonna be your spot of the night. Okay, it's one of my spots of the night. I'm sorry. It was just so good. I really loved it. She hits a face buster to Naya Jax, um, after Naya lifts her up for a powerbomb and slams Naya down hard on the mat. And I, it's like, damn, it looked good. Just saying. I guess. Uh, let's see. I was going to pull up uh, what Jose have to say about this. Uh, Shayna locks in the leg lock uh, eventually to Sasha uh, and then uh, simultaneously locks in the Kira Fuda clutch to Bailey and then uh, use Sasha's arm to submit Bailey. So what she does is that she applies. So what um, Baszler does, she applies the Muda lock on Banks. And then while Bailey is about to try to stop her, she applies the Kira Fuda clutch. Yeah. And then uses Banks' arm to choke Bailey, and then has forces Bailey to tap. That was a cool. That was cool. It's very clever. It's uh, yeah. it was quite, it was quite the cool finish, and it this did this did wonders for Shayna Baszler. I just and they, but then they are clearly positioning Nia Jax as the like, as the person who's trying to leech off Baszler's success. Uh, as we see, as we have that have that very very great storyline of those of those of the tag team champions just not getting along with each other. You know what they are? Seen that before? You know what they are? They're the the team in class that you just get when you get paired with someone random, but you do a good job. Like you guys got an A on a paper, and you guys work together, and you're like, oh my god, we got an A. You know it's like that episode of That's So Raven where um, Raven did Corey like, was Corey it's in a, it? It's a it's a where it's a it's a chemistry class and is, there's a chemistry experiment, but then she's partnered up with the smelly kid, uh, but then she wants that A, but then she has to tolerate the dude's smelliness, and she can't you know she can't tell how much. Oh, I see the analogy you're saying here. So the smelliness is Nia Jax's the wrestling. The smelly kid is 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 not is just Nia Jax in general. Is Nia Jax's wrestling? Let's let's be nice. Uh, Shayna oh Baszler. no! Am I being am I being toxic right now because I'm being critical of Nia Jax? Even though the only the only, like she has zero impact on her on any of her offense in her entire career, and the fact that the only off the only impact in her offense is when she's actually legitimately injuring somebody. She's not like most girls, Corey. She's not. Uh, I gave this match a six out of ten. It was one of the better Baszler 
Or, yes, let's or stay positive here. And Nia Jax Shayna matches. Baszler is really was really good in this match. Uh, I have my, I know I've had my criticisms of Shayna Baszler, but hey, when when good is good, it's good. Yeah. Uh, then we go to our next match of the night: Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Uh, and uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I swear that they added the Bask in My Glory part to Keith Lee's song tonight. It wasn't there. It during... was there. It was there Monday. Are you, are you absolutely sure? Do you remember it there, or are you ta- watching the replay? Because I thought it was added in. I don't remember it originally. I'm sure someone will correct us. I, I would hope so. Uh, hit us up in the comments down below. But they go back and forth, Randy Orton and Keith Lee do. Uh, hard slaps by Randy Orton and Keith Lee. Uh, side slammed Lee on the announcer's table. Pounce, a, a kind of not-so-great pounce. Uh, usually when you think of Keith Lee doing a pounce, you think of him Oh, no, it was a safe pounce. It was like to Randy Orton, like he lands like to the to the outside like in the safest most randy orton way possible meaning yeah. the most career maintaining way possible uh eventually uh randy sets up for an rko but then keith lee hits the spirit bomb and uh it, it was a great spirit bomb it's a really good spirit bomb spot me and jose agree but i didn't like this oh, match yeah, totally no i this was a match that was very efficient. It did not overdo anything. What did you want? Like twenty minutes out of no. Randy Orton versus Keith Lee? No. Because you know what you're gonna get if you're gonna get twenty minutes out of Randy Orton and Keith Lee, but that fucking carrying cross match. Like it's just another. It's just another match. It would have ended up being another match where Keith Lee would have to force himself to wrestle the slender big man with tattoos with a, who wrestles with a methodical pace. This, on the other hand, was a great way to make Keith Lee a star as of right now. Like this is a, this is a that... major victory off a of, right at right against a dude who has been booked, like booked so well over the mm-hmm. past. I want to say this entire quarantine era, to be honest oh, with you yeah. in Randy Orton. Yeah. Don't get me to, wrong. It's a big and, push for him. And to make this and to make this a statement for Keith Lee, even though I still think Vince just does not like his body, considering the fact that they made him wear a shirt pal yeah um this was quite the statement they're putting in and we'll see again we'll see how it goes you guys uh but keith lee possibly go wrong keith lee getting the pin over randy orton uh the match itself i personally i thought it was just it it, was necessary it it, It was exactly what it needed to be i guess but i felt like the ending just happened out of nowhere while keith lee was getting beat down for most of the match ending out of nowhere in a randy orton match yeah, but it was just usually when Randy Orton hits the RKO out of nowhere, it's really cool, and you're like, "Oh my god, that really was out of nowhere." But this well, this a, establishes that the spirit bomb is a big fucking a devastating deal. maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I give it a five out of ten, in my opinion. Uh, let's move on to the next match, the tag team match, the semi-main event of the night: Ray and Dominic Mysterios, the Mysterios versus Seth Rollins and Murphy, the. Uh, disciple family. I don't know. Uh, Dominic goes right after Seth. The greater be- good. The greater good. I is, are they really going by that? I, yeah, I they used to. Right. Now it's not anymore. Uh, Dominic goes right after Seth when the bell rings, even though he's not the legal man. Seth though says, "Screw it. I want tagged in. I, I want to battle this kid." Uh, Dominic. Dominic looked really good in this match, taking it to both Seth and Murphy. Uh, Mysterio doing his, or sorry, Ray doing his lucha stuff and his lucha things. Gutbuster to Ray by Rollins. Uh, cool spot where Seth throws Ray out of the ring, kind of bl- baseball slide style, into Murphy, who has his knees up on the outside. I thought it was pretty damn clever. Uh, assisted Falcon Arrow to Dominic. Rollins dodged the 619. 
Tornado DDT to Murphy by Dominic. Sling Blade to Seth. Or Sling Blade to Dominic by Seth. Everyone throwing punches back and forth. Codebreaker to the ribs of Rey Mysterio as he's coming off the top turnbuckle by, um, by Seth. Then eventually Rollins has Ray in a headlock. He tells Murphy, just kick him, kick him in the head. Kick him, kick him in the head. And then uh, Rollins, Rollins picks Ray up uh, for a powerbomb, but Ray reverses with a Hurricane Rana into an Insiguri by Murphy. Ray then tags in Dominic, 619 to a frog splash. Dominic gets the pin in the win. I thought, fuck, man. I know, like, you can't really say a lot of this match was because of Dominic because you really have Buddy Murphy, you have Seth Rollins, and you have Rey Mysterio in this yeah. match. But it was a 7 out of 10. It was a great match, and everyone made Dominic look like a million bucks. The only thing I uh, worry yeah. about oh, the only thing I worry about is that yeah. when he's not involved with something that involves his dad. You know, like, eventually he's going to get into a feud. He's going to have to have a, an actual test. And not you know? just, like, I mean, like, eventually his dad's just not going to be around at that studio. That's the thing. Dominic is involved with matches with three of them of the best workers of that of that entire company. Yeah, Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, and Buddy Murphy. Yeah, definitely. Also, uh, Corey, can you tilt your laptop a little bit down? Your headroom is actually kind of. I'm just realizing it right now. Keep going, keep going. There we go. Nope. Keep going. There we go. This is good nope. for live TV. Yeah, there you go. All right. So but yeah, no, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I still think he should be, he should just, if you really want to maximize Dominic Mysterio's potential, send him to LA, send him, give him Shibata, have him get stretched by Clark Connors, get him, make him eat those forearms from Shibata and eat those Chonkonabes, have him sleep in a twin bed right next to Carl Fredericks, which I think, I mean, I don't even think he's there anymore. I think he graduated. He's but, like, I got the apartment down the street, man. Just take no, just take just take Carl Frederick's uh, bed in that room. Yeah. That's the thing. If you want, if he, if he really wants this, but Dominic maybe it's covered in like candy if, oil. if he really gives a, that's the thing. If he really gives a fuck about actually being a great wrestler, and like go, he needs to he needs to get experience elsewhere. But then if this is what they're gonna do, if they're gonna coddle Dominic Mysterio into this to work to work this true WWE style, I then, mean. No, that's a ceiling. That's what that's what I'm saying. That's what, gonna what's be a ceiling. What and, WWE? And do you think? And look, not everyone's well, gonna be Charlotte Flair. He's like that. Is, he, I think she is the only example so far into really learning from scratch in the WWE style. And granted, and she is she's and don't get me wrong, she's the example of this can work. Yeah. But to, to see in Dominic Mysterio. But Dominic Dominic's only been training for what, like a year and a half, two years with Lance Storm. One year, and look how good he is. You know, he. I mean, he has. There's just. It's. I'm. What I'm saying is, yeah, that would be a great way for him to be one of the bestlers out there. By bestler, I mean best wrestler. Um, Wow. It, that took me a li- that took me a second to realize that I wanted to help you out there, Michael. What a fucking revelation! But um, at the end of the day, Shit. he really can he can learn to be a great wrestler in WWE with the help of people like Seth Rollins, people help of Buddy Murphy, the help of everybody else on the ro- Johnny Gargano. You know, all these people on the roster that he can utilize that are going to help him out and help him achieve this goal of maybe not being a world champion to the extent of his father, but, you know, being out there and doing matches and. Or they could just forget about like, or they just had Ray Mysterio sign that long term contract and then just beat him like a drum because, haha, we got you. Well, that that could they could. Be they could. Yeah, it could be a thing. 
Um, let's see. After the match, though, uh, Rollins is disgusted by Murphy, and he just walks away from him. He just... Yeah. Disgusting. Um, anyways. Then we 15 go to... minutes and 58 seconds. Oh, yeah. for that match? Yeah. It, it, it felt a lot less. Tag match. It was good. Said, <laughs> again, helps that Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, Rey Mysterio were his dance partners. Yeah. Uh, then we go to the main event of the evening, what you would think was a triple threat match, but it really was for the first half of it. Uh, Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman in a no or no holds bar triple threat match. Uh, no DQ because, you know, usually triple threat matches are no DQ, but this sounds cooler. So uh, Bray comes out to the ring, but Braun is already in the ring to attack Bray during his entrance. Power slam to Bray. Kick out. Uh, Sister Abigail to Braun. Kick out. Back and forth. They battle up uh, outside the ring. The Bray gets the giant mallet out of the ring. Braun tries to use the mallet. Smash. Try to smash Bray into the stairs with the mallet. Um, I hate that damn mallet. I'm just going to say it. It's it's stupid. Uh, yeah, it's got it. it, it it's. It's crossed that line where it's too, it's so ridiculous that you, I kind of just like it, ironically. Alexa Bliss is uh, backstage twirling her hair, watching on, watching her, 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 what is, what is Harley Quinn called Joker? Her bubby or like Mr. J. Mr. J. Mr. J. Um, she's watching backstage because, you know, she's been turned by Bray Wyatt. They battle up the ramp, though, not Alexa and Bray, but Bray and Braun. Uh, Braun pounces Bray off the stage, uh, knocking them both into a table. Eventually, they get back into the ring. We have a superplex to Braun, and the ring implodes. And I kind of felt like something was going to happen the entire night uh, when somebody pointed out that, oh, there's no LED boards on any of the any side of the ring. And I was like, oh, that's a. Pretty- I wonder what's going to happen. I mean, wonder- I'm not. I'm not that like. I, okay, what's going to happen? I'm not. I'm not above like saying, "Oh, I noticed that." Like, of course it's going to happen. I didn't notice it. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I think for the fucking tenth time in the history of ring collapses, <laughs> it happened for the tenth time. Yeah. Um, After Braun. Yeah. Uh, he he had super Braun gets superplexed off of the top turnbuckle. Out comes Roman Reigns, and then he just signs the contract. He's right catching there. in the money in the bank. It, I'm like. How does, he get to, how does he get to sign the contract? I thought the contract, like, he would have to sign it before the bell rings. Wouldn't it mean that, like, okay, he's just not in the match? Then he wasn't they, in they, the match they, until they would, he signed if he it. Doesn't, if he doesn't sign the contract, then they're just going to proceed with Braun Strowman. But then he signs the contract, and then it automatically makes it the triple threat match? Like, it's... Makes no sense. It, le- uh, le- legality? Legality-wise? It makes wise? no sense, but I'm no sure sense. there's going to be a weird explanation that I'm just not willing to fight. That's a contract. A contract I'm not a contract. To, I'm not willing to fight. I'm not willing to fight it, honestly, because it's a Michael. WWE show. You get what you're getting. It. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Roman comes out. He goes for a pin on both guys. They both kick out. Cole, uh, I love how he just goes for a pinfall on both guys, and Michael Cole goes, Roman Reigns is, is probably thinking to himself, what else do I have to do? I'm like, well, get one offensive maneuver in. That might help. I don't know. Uh, then eventually Roman Reigns gets the chair into the ring, goes for chair shots on Braun, uh, kick out, and then we get the mandible claw on Roman. But Roman kicks Braun in the balls, and uh, they both fall out of the yeah, ring. Yeah, so a million curb stomps, a million slams. He will Bunch no, of shit happen. No matter what, he won't. No matter what, he will. He will kick out of that shit. But a kick to the a, a kick to the um, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a Firefly Funhouse. The jewels. Pun on the on the uh, the on crown. The, jewel, the grapefruits. The grapefruits, buddy. 
Yeah, sure. Why not? Grapefruits. Uh, yeah, we'll just knock them out. We'll just take them out. Well, I mean, yeah. He'll probably kick out of it, but then uh, know, Ron Strowman won't kick out of whatever the hell's going to happen to him. Eventually, what happened to him? right after that, they both follow the the ring. But Roman Reigns gets right back in, hits the spear on Braun, and the pinfall, becoming your new your new Universal Champion. You, Mine? Yeah, well, you and you at home. Uh, your new Universal Champion. Um, so. I don't know. And so this is a four out of ten. I didn't like this match. Uh, it sucked. It was covered up by a million different Listen, things. Listen, man. Go, go, go on. Um, I, okay. The thing about heel Roman Reigns that I was saving to this point in the show to talk about. Well, hold on. I Like, regarding this match in general, yeah. before we even get there, it's... This is the new normal for WWE pay-per-views, you know? Like, the fact that they have one right after SummerSlam, this is just another episode of of their shows. Yeah. They yeah. needed to advance the storyline just so they can create angles going into the shows that they – going into their weeklies, which are far and away more they uh, their priority as of now. Yeah. God damn it, we need those ratings. And so for this to establish Roman Reigns as your top heel – championship holder i think makes a lot of sense of what they're trying to accomplish which was make roman Re- roman reigns your top heel champion yeah. so roman reigns being a heel roman reigns uh so i honestly think okay it's not gonna work and here's why and uh for a long time we've had this pathlobian response to just boo him and not boo him in a sense like we don't like you we want to see you get beat up Ugh. Like we a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, we just kind of just unleash our inner redneck whenever we just have. <laughs> hey, you to know, see Sapphire. I don't like the cut of your gym. I see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but no, we a lot of people, especially before Roman's diagnosis, a, a lot of people out there, and I was guilty at one point, saying Roman Reigns matches suck and we don't like him and he sucks. Get him off my TV. It's it's cool. It's fine. Uh, but because we have well, that, definitely capable of great matches. Yeah, absolutely. But because he's we have that, performer. now they're trying to get us to boo him. I think we're all just going to go to that natural response of we don't want to see him on our TV. Boo! Just get him the fuck off. But Baron Corbin heat. He's going to get Baron Corbin heat, and that's not the type of heat you want. I don't know. It's I think not, Roman Michael. Reigns, no, I think I think Roman Reigns has a level of legitimacy for him to actually just. I hope so himself in this certain aggressive way. I, he he's a lot. He is a thousand times more legitimate as a performer in general than Baron Corbin. So oh, for yeah, him yeah. to, so for him to like actually, you know, like let's see how he, let's see how he goes, how he's, how he's, how he goes with it because you can't just, there was just something so nat. Look, everybody wanted him to be a heel because that was the natural response. You know, now now we're now, at this. St- no, now we're at this certain phase of the game where WWE is deliberately trying to get that response. And when they try to deliberately try to garner a response, it usually fucking goes the other way. Yeah, but I so think I think it's... for them. So for them to actually want Roman to be a heel, they're going to do a fucking terrible job at it but, because it's not natural. Yeah, because, it's not it's but... not what they want. It's not what. Because they are not never in tune with their audience anymore. I mean, they haven't been for the past 15 years. But I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to get us to be like, that's what you guys, you want him to be a heel, but we want to be a face now. And they're going to fail. And they'll fail. I honestly think we're all. They'll never get that right. They'll never get that right. I I think everybody's just going to look at Roman and be like, "I, I don't care. Oh no! People are just gonna just practice general apathy at this point. Like that's really that's really you have shiny new teeth. I love it. I'm jealous of your new teeth, Roman. 
But that's about it. Maybe that was why he could be a heel. Maybe you could see it. He has better teeth than all of us. So. And the Paul Heyman pairing also yeah. kind of clips it, clips it in the wings because now you know exactly what you're going to get out of that instead of just, like, let's hope they give Roman the, a good amount of time, like Mike time. Uh, he's definitely ca- – that's the thing. He's absolutely capable of really great things. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the way WWE positions him, and they're just constantly giving him unwinnable hands. Yeah. You know? Well – but. Roman Reigns, he is back in the fold. Uh, the title picture of him on top of it being your universal champion. Uh, Brian takes it. I don't know. Brian wins the Royal Rumble, gets him in the I think. I, I think Big E's. Long I think Big E's winning the Royal Rumble. Either Royal Big Rumble. E or you get. It, yeah. Big E and Roman would be. I would like that. That would be cool. Oh, it'd be it'd be hype. It'd be hype. Um, I'd, yeah. No, go on. What are you saying? One thing to no, One thing to. One thing that I almost you know forgot to bring up was that in this show i gotta say the one thing wwe has over aew is their pushing of black talent and people of color and it helps that wwe signed almost all of them or anyone of note of 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 color but there's always talents out there yeah but for wwe to really position you know big e uh Lashley, Lashley. And, even Apollo uh, MVP and Keith Lee Keith Lee yeah. just the way they utilize their 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 talents their their black talent is is for right now is strictly in this bubble no pun intended uh, in payback pretty pretty encouraging that. yeah pretty great uh, yeah, um, it's and it's just that. something that Definitely. AEW just needs to uh, that on top of their women's division just something to really tightly consider and you know just as we bring up the whole chadwick Bo- the passing of chadwick bozeman that is a shining example of how impactful representation really matters in your product and how it just it just creates this level of i don't want to say in- unity inclusivity like just or ex- inclusivity no. yeah there you and go just general goodwill to you know, to to what you got Everyone. going yeah. in your in your in your fake wrestling fights, you know, like look at look with the fucking Kofi thing, you know. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. then you know you got the whole Miz Biggie dynamic going on and talking smack. Have have you seen that? That was pretty film? good. Oh yeah, did that we see it after it, the five was, times they played was... it on Payback? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You saw it off the Payback recap. I didn't see the you whole thing. See, no, I should go back and watch it. Didn't see the whole thing, which was which is highly edited. They framed it. They framed that conversation as a strictly Big E Miz situation, but the unedited, unfiltered version, which is probably kind of hard to come by now, it yeah. really kind of opened the, an avenue of a conversation of and just you know, more or less more or less Miz's privileged ignorance. You know, his white. To lack of a better term, his white, white privilege yeah. and bringing that dynamic and bringing up Kofi Kingston. If you didn't see that, if you're not able to see that, I highly recommend you try. The, go see the it. Andrea, no, the, the, I highly recommend listen, at least listening to the Andreas Hale um, episode Dave of Meltzer, the field. Oh, uh, the, no, the, the Andreas Hale, uh, Dave Meltzer, Garrett. and uh, Garrett Gonzalez interview because they put the, they do a lot. They have a really good conversation about yeah. that. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And just think about like. Big E as a world champion, like how good would he be oh, doing everything? Him, he could be on Good Morning he America, has, going to see see the kids. Did you see the back of his uh his uh his jacket today? It had the All That logo. It said New Day. Great, of course, of course, it, it was, it was great because was great. him and exa- because 90s. the nineties. That's because of the nineties. Because the nineties, and they get they 
the New Day get wrestling now. They get what the fan base, what the new fan base really wants, and how they want to include. I feel like they've all. They, I feel like they've never lost it. Or no, I'm not never, saying. I never they've said they've always never known. Yeah. They have always yeah, known. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying they know exactly what I think the fan base wants nowadays, and so they're gonna do everything they can. Nineties references. Because that's what they want. You know, we struggle with the twelve to thirty-four. I mean, we we struggle to the the young demographic. Might yeah. as well just bring up night. Yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna bring up? Uh, what was it? Um, uh, Haystacks Calhoun again. That's what like Vince does. Vince brings up Haystacks. I'm gonna him. have Melissa Joan Hart escort me to the ring. Actually, that would be pretty smart. Right, right, uh, right nah, alongside nah, the lady. Who's, nah, nah, nah. Right alongside <laughs> the lady who plays Alex Mack. Oh, oh. So okay. So when I was eight years old. For five years, I wanted to turn thirteen because I thought you'd turn into water. Oh, that that always kind of scared me. Like, why does this why does this lady know how to turn into water? What it was like metal what is water? The explanation. What was the explanation? For uh, she got a uh, toxic waste dumped on her while she was walking oh, home geez. from school, and she was like, oh, "So besides, it's so sticky. instead of super, so instead of lymphoma, she just gets superpowers." Oh, yeah, great. Uh, because I tried it. Well, no. Uh, Wait, doesn't she have like telepathy also? Like, no, telepathy I don't think so. I don't think so. I think she just I was, turned to water. This was an, yeah, I had an. It was my, my childhood have? consist. My childhood consisted of Alan Strange more than uh, Alex Mack. Uh, my childhood consisted of X Men the animated series and Spider Man the animated series. And oh, I did, I'm strictly talking about Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, stuff. Nickelodeon uh, Allegra's Window. I remember watching that when I was like Allegra's Window. That was sounds old. super familiar. Uh, what, what do you call? What was the one with the gecko? Eureka's Castle. Gullah Gullah. Watch that. Come. And let's play together. In the one of the things that like really together. that just stuck with me as a kid go, in the intro is when the island. when the when the when the grown up dad I think he's the dad. Go, every time he island. does this, every time he does this in the intro, his watch always drops to his forearm, and that bugged the <laughs> shit out of me. You're just like, like you need to fucking <laughs> tighten up the grip on your watch, sir. I could see it's, like five year old you just like my five year old my five year old self was just staring at the staring at him said you need to get your fucking shit together look at me i got my plastic watch on tightly also the one that little bear you ever seen that show little bear why is why is little bear naked but his dad isn't well when you get older he wears a suit you get older everything everything drops and you can't hide it with the bear fur anymore yep that's, I, I hate the fact that like people my age, like I'm 27. Like I hate the fact that people my age consider us 90s kids, and I'm like, dude, like those Angry Beavers episodes, like they those reruns ran until like 2004. Like, yeah, I consider like the aughts, the 2000s. Those those were the prime. Those are the those are when you can rightfully claim your childhood, but not the 90s stuff. Well, I was born in 87, yeah, so really. I'm definitely a 90s kid. Who's asking, Corey? Anyways, guys, I think that about does it here for us. That was Payback 2020. Me and you, Michael, we're going to be back Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, shit. For uh, NXT. At least, I, at least I'm not taking notes on that hey, match. not that night. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> NXT, we're going to have full results and review uh, a little after the show. Whatever. And, I have to take notes on a pay-per-view. Yes, you do. Anyways, uh, then we'll be back the next day, Wednesday, for our AEW review. And then next Saturday is the big one, or next Sunday morning, next Saturday night. That's Saturday. Yeah. Sa- hey, I- I'm planning on Saturday night. Saturday Next Saturday night are all out. AEW, All Elite Wrestling, all out post-show review. It's, we're going to be here. Um, hopefully, it'll be all three of us. And I got to pause this right now because I we've just gotten a run-in. Hey. 
no. What are we doing, Corey? Uh, am I recording now? <laughs> Fifty-six, fifteen. All right, uh, and we're gonna be back. Uh, like I said, Tuesday NXT, Wednesday AEW Dynamite, Saturday night um, AEW All Out, and then Sunday morning episode six. Of... I shouldn't have paused that. Fuck. <laughs> episode <Whatever>. episode six <laughs> of uh, WWE Sunday Night Heat. If you haven't heard our SummerSlam '98 review, what are you doing? This video is this video's almost over. Doing? It'll probably be yeah. the next recommended video for you to watch, anyways, because I'll probably try to make it that. I'll try. I'm not gonna edit that out either. That pause. People hey, are just gonna have to find out. You know what? That's the thing. It gets people questioning, like, what was that? What was that awkward Sometimes thing? Sometimes our employees come in and hand us paperwork that we need, and you know. Yeah, tell me how fucking good Jamal Murray is right now and upsetting my bracket. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR45 Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll see you later. Bye. You actually.